myself out. I am afraid of I'm terrified and paralyzed by I am deathly afraid of Welcome to the Sum of All Fears podcast with your host, me, Ryan Perio. Hello and welcome to the Sum of All Fears podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Perio. This week, my guest is someone I know very well. It's myself. I decided to take the guest chair in one of the early episodes I was recording with my friend Mallory. I discussed my fear of karaoke because that was the most interesting fear I had at the time. So in this interview, Mallory talks to me about my fear of karaoke, where it started, what I believe is the cause, and we just go from there. So let's get into that interview right now with me, Ryan Perio. My name's Mallory. I'm standing in or replacing Ryan. We just switched chairs, really. Uh, He's the host originally of Some of All Fears podcast. And now he's in the hot seat, and I'm going to ask him questions about his fear. He's really trusting me with this, and I think it's because it's more interesting for him to see me squirm than anybody else. A little bit of A, a little bit of B. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No one else would twitch as much in this, you know, scoop back chairs. I would. All right. Well, Ryan, you are a local comedian and brand new podcaster. I'm already a big fan, so I think that it's going well. I've been following you in comedy for over a year. I can definitely quote your material to my friends. Um, (laughs) That's all true, right? (laughs) Anything you want to say about yourself? Or how'd you get here? What what made you want to do this? Are you someone who's just terrified? Do you know friends that are really terrified of a lot of things? Do you... I just find it really interesting. So I've been doing comedy for 14 years. and This keeps going up, folks. I just want to say that (laughs) sometimes it's 12, sometimes it's 13, sometimes it's 14. That's because it's years. (laughs) We've we've known each other years. And so every time we do have this discussion, another year has passed. Oh, that's That's true. That's how time works. (laughs) And so... Another podcast. But we would have discussions and some of the most fascinating discussions I would have with people, you know, whether we're in a green room at a show, at Mm -hmm. a bar doing an open mic, would be somebody saying, you know, someone having a weird reaction. I was like, what's wrong? And he'd be like, I'm terrified of blank. Like, I'm terrified of, you know, people, you know, people with button down shirts or whatever weird <laughs> like some of them were really weird and we would just riff on it and it was just such an interesting conversation besides people you know complaining about why they are not where they are in comedy mm-hmm. it's just a, it's fun because so many people would jump in like really so what if this happened so we would just instruct all these like really out there scenarios of what it so you're afraid of like bees so what if a bee like came into this yeah. club Right now, it was just buzzing. Could you handle it? In like, is is it every bee? Is it the Honey Nut Cheerios bee? Does that yeah. does that make you uncomfortable as you look down the cereal aisle? You see a bee on the. Yeah, no, I could totally see that. Where it might be helpful to finally come out about your fear, but now everyone is kind of making it harder on you, and 
man, yeah, if you don't talk about something, then you're going to internalize it. It might be worse. So many things feel better when you can finally come out about it or talk about it. So I could see how this is helpful to the, you're almost like a little yeah. fear-based psychologist there. A little th- well, a counselor. You, you don't yeah. have the credits. I have no credits. <laughs> and I just, like I said, I would really like to just know what their daily process is. If they're afraid of something that's very common, how do you go yeah. through your daily routine knowing that that's looming out there? Like and if you're afraid to be alone, like it terrifies you to not have someone to talk to or, you know, just after a certain amount of time, you just start getting really anxiety. How do you handle that every day, especially if you live alone? Mm-hmm. Do you spend like zero time at home? Do you just you frequent every social gathering you can? Do you just crave out human contact? Mm-hmm. Like you just see somebody at the bar by themselves and you, <laughs> you feel compelled to go talk to them because oh. you're afraid of being there by yourself? Well, no, I've been that person in high school where I'm just making assumptions on the person that's alone that they don't want to be and they look so sad. So I'm going to force myself upon you and be your friend. And I wonder if, yeah, if that's because I don't like the way that looks and I've been there and it's like, no, I'm fine, man. I actually got in a fight with the friends that I have. I have way more friends than you and I'm just walking alone. Um, I believe that's how we met too, is you just walked up to me and decided you were going to be my friend regardless of what my answer was going to be. Oh yeah, no, I knew what I wanted. I don't know what you want, but (laughs) this is what's going to happen. No, again, hey, you made direct eye contact, so, you know, the the engagement was there. So I knew I could approach. It's your fault. Body language didn't say no. No, I was thinking of being alone. I have a very small child that has absolutely no protection for me. It's not like another person that can probably even dial 911 if I was being hacked to bits. But when she's not there, I feel more uncomfortable in my house. So it's not that I rely on can't her. be alone or that I rely on her, but there's definitely this sudden uncomfortable feeling that sets in or fear of being alone mm-hmm. when she's gone. That doesn't matter how tiny the body is that's in the house with you. You just need someone else there. And yeah, I j- just, I don't, I don't know even what I could do for her. She probably feels safe with me around, but I don't have any weapons around the house. I don't have anything to protect her with. All I'm doing is slowing down the process of her imminent demise, honestly. I don't even, I think I can make a proper fist. What, you put your thumb on the outside, that's it, right? (laughs) That is correct. You're supposed to like lead with your pinky? I don't know, I have no idea. So I just, I find it interesting that we do have all these little fears that tend to creep in, but unless you're talking about it or you're talking about it with other people, you're not going to really realize that it's there and you're not alone. Anyway, so I think this could be a totally helpful podcast, so I'm happy to uh, swap seats with you and annoy you and haze you and be every annoying comic in the green room that started this. You are the biggest bully I know. Oh, I know. I know. I'm surprised that some people are friends with me. All right. So let's just get down to it. What are you scared of? Um, I've known you for quite a while now, and karaoke is the one that I really honed into. That's the one that interested me the most because it seems so absurd. 
I get it that it would make a person nervous, but scared because I, I, I saw you like go to a place that had karaoke. So I know that you can at least be in the room. Yes, I can be in the room. I'm afraid of doing karaoke. Mm-hmm. I'm afraid of performing karaoke. And as a stand-up comic, I can understand the, I guess, dichotomy is the word you would call yeah. for that, of why. And I can tell you easily. It's because with comedy, it is my own song for karaoke, <laughs> for karaoke purposes. <laughs> I'm glad that that's the response we get on this podcast. <laughs> Feel free to pour out your soul. Um, and um, then I'll just completely <laughs> just guffaw yeah. into uh, the microphone. <laughs> You're very sympathetic. Oh, I feel oh, very try. comfortable mm-hmm, talking to you mm-hmm, about this. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm pulling in my inner Sarah Koenig right here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Tell me more about that, Ryan. <laughs> I'm trying to, but I can't over your, over your humongous laugh. Certainly a special room I can laugh in while you continue to record. So like I was saying before, I was completely, but it's, it's your own creation. And so there is a little bit of stage fright there, but I feel more stage fright trying to match because I am so bent on trying to be as authentic to the song as I Mm -hmm. can. And I don't want to be bad at it i don't want to be off key people starting to laugh i was yeah. bullied a lot as a <sighs> as a kid growing up uh-huh. See, and that's, it plays getting somewhere there yeah and <laughs> i can tell you where this memory this whole thing started it started in the fourth grade i was already weird at that point just being a weird person because i was the old always always oldest kid in my class because like, <laughs> i started the oldest so i'm like always is like, that what your parents told you I'm smart, okay. I, I don't, I don't like where you're intimating that I'm it, just big for my age. I'm just old for my age is more like it. Yeah, right. That's, okay, that's the more accurate description. But in fourth grade, people were making fun of me, and there was this girl that liked me, and she would. You were a very cute little kid, by the way. Well, thank you. <laughs> puberty was unkind. No, puberty too, man. It was very scrawny. It's just when you got to your 20s, 30s, 40s. <laughs> Once I changed. discovered booze and fun. Yeah, there you go. Life took a turn. <laughs> but there in fourth is. grade, there was this girl that really liked me. And mm-hmm. we would hang out. Like I said, I liked her. And so we would always spend lunch together. We'd spend a lot of time together, you know, just hanging out like as friends. And she had this huge crest. Like she came literally. This is one moment, and my mom wishes that I would have dated her more. She like fourth grade. Talk well, I'm fourth grade too. I know, but she like you are. But we were at a restaurant, and I can't remember if it was like a Golden Corral. It was like a restaurant Mm -hmm. we were eating, and I noticed she was at another table with her family. She got up from her table when she saw me, made a beeline over to my table, and introduced herself to me. Yeah. And my mom, and my mom was just captivated by this woman. <laughs> Manners, yeah. right? And just like making a beeline yeah. over. And my so daughter she- does the same thing. No matter where, she's just like, I know this person and I'm abandoned. So <laughs> with her friend Parker, she just literally knocked on his door. Oh, yeah. No, I've, I've had to uh, stop or walk and, you know, leave notes at many a mailbox <laughs> with this kid. Some kids just. 
absolutely no fear. So it's interesting that your little fear story is starting where I see none <laughs> really in human beings. So this girl, I had, like, yeah. so I liked her and she liked me. Uh-huh. And I remember one of those kids making fun of me for having her, you know, that we were good. We were uh, a boyfriend and girlfriend and yeah, I, whatever. and of course I panicked and was like, no, we're not. Mm. And ever since then, mm-hmm. it's been this embedded fear that, you know, I'm, you know, I, I can't be, I can't do anything wrong in front of people because now I'm just going to be yeah, ridiculed for it. Absolutely. It wasn't wrong that I liked her, but I felt at the time it was like bad relationships are, they're not, but at the time it well, was. Well, it's, it's doing something different, right? Yes. And that's what it is. You don't realize you're not mature enough to know. It's just jealousy. Uh, it's lack of attention. You don't know what's going on with them at home. And it's just so sad that in our most impressionable times, these big little things can happen. So that sucks. So then that's. So that's basically. So you were in love in fourth grade and you can't do karaoke. Well, <laughs> karaoke is the epitome of taking yeah. center stage. Yeah, I get it. Even, even when I did breakdancing, I would never be in <laughs> center stage. I would never think to get out there by myself. I would be in the background, like somewhere so finding a dark corner and just. You were doing the couples breakdancing? No, I wasn't doing the <laughs> doubles. We were doing doubles breakdancing. But no, there, there's, a, there's an element when you're a good breakdancer that you would jump into the middle of the circle and dance. And I was never, without, well, without proper alcohol, I was never that person. Mm-hmm. And so I would find a space somewhere back by a balcony or something and just dance that way. But I would very rarely show out or try to impress. Well, then why are you breakdancing in public if you don't want anyone to see you? Because I'm imagining like, okay, because I've seen, I don't doubt it, that it's fun. But I've been to places like, okay, in the movies, dance clubs always have some weird circle where people circle around and, you know, Jessica Alba's there. And honey to bump and grind or whatever and just show off her skills and then of course there's always a club manager filming so anyway i've se- i've seen the movies i know how it works or i've been to in dallas s4 that's to me um yeah the gay club seem to be where people are more unafraid or more comfortable to just break out and dance in a circle and they're doing whatever so anyways with that i'm just imagining you at some break dance club and you're just break dancing and writhing in a corner mm-hmm. and no one's really looking at you Pretty just much. walking past you to the bathrooms but yeah you're i'm just you're in their way i'm in their head. way i'm in there spinning on your head in a corner part of me let me let me just like why let me not? go ahead and flip it this way and why not just put down your own cardboard at home I did. That's how okay. I got. That's how I, I would say breakdancing helped me with comedy for that reason because oh, it taught sure. you discipline and that there's nothing immediate <clears throat> about it. And when I br- brought that mentality into stand up, that's what made me who I am is that I realized, oh, the everybody does the same moves, but they put their own special personality okay. on them. So. You can see three people do head spins, but everybody's head spins different because yeah, yeah. they put their own personality into it, their own flavor, flair, whatever you want to call it. And that's how I learned how to write and do material is that everybody can talk about tender, mm-hmm. but when you put your own personal spin on tender, it's like breakdancing with words. Mm-hmm. I saw that look. 
Yeah, because you're you're being so philosophical and you're getting deep in it. And I get it, I but I totally agree with you. And it's funny that you mentioned breakdancing because one of my questions was, don't you think that watching you breakdance is way worse than watching you on karaoke? It probably, it probably <laughs> was. Because I've seen you, you know, just do normal motions of walking or getting out of a car. So imagine you spinning on your head. For the record, I did not do power moves or spins. <laughs> there are different classes of breakdancer. Uh-huh. There's there are the people that do up rock, which is the on your feet. There's down rock, which is groundwork. Then there are people that do power moves, which are like the flips, the spins. Mm. And there's people that do freezes that can just hold the handstands for in ungodly positions for hours. Yeah. There's all different variations of that. And everybody has their own like somebody's really good at freezes but maybe he's not the best yeah. at ground and that's what makes breakdancing fun to participate and have fun with is because so many people bring so many different things to the table it's just fun to watch what they do like i've been to so many of these you know practices and stuff and it's just so neat to see everybody's different take on one move did you have a bucket hat i did not have a bucket <laughs> hat i did not wear hats i had I had the t- I had the t-shirts we just donated. <laughs> it sounds like you're focusing way too much on perfecting exactly how the original artist might have made a song versus something original. Okay, so that's you're worried about reaching the exact pitch as Boys to Men, mm-hmm. which I'll make love to you. That's one of my favorite songs because I feel like, again, I sing it with the most emotion. I know that it's stupid and it's ridiculous that I'm singing it, but that kind of allows me to be bad at it because I'm just a stupid little white girl up there singing a black boy band song. I'll make love to you to a woman. Mm -hmm. And you know what? If you watch the video of Boys to Men, the guy who's in the video, he's just copying lyrics off the CD case of Boys to Men, by the way. This poor woman's reading it in the bathtub thinking that he's just the most authentic, wonderful, romantic man. He's just some security guy who has stolen lyrics. Anyways, you, you know what? If you watch the music videos, you can't be any worse than that. I, I, I don't know. But that, you, you definitely you can, hit on it. When people go up to karaoke, it is hard to reach the same notes or the same... Uh, key mm-hmm. as some of the original artists but you can put your own spin on it so i understand you're wanting originality or mm-hmm. since i made it up myself uh no one can criticize how accurate it is but you can put your own ryan perio spin on i'll make love to you <laughs> that would probably not be one of my songs it's a I- really long song is that why you pick it? Like I just no, I want I, I want to maximize my karaoke time up here. I actually get off the stage uh, halfway th- through because I'm like you know what I sing all I wanted to. Here's the instrumental part. I'll make my mm-hmm. exit. Honestly, I think uh, I thought about it and I was like, you are your hate of karaoke is I would do anything for love, but I won't do that. Meet love. <laughs> Good app That's title. all you have to say. You have to say that one title, then you drop the mic and get off the stage. <laughs> I have done karaoke like uh-huh. two times in my life. One oh, was that's at good. one was with my friend Derek, who's in a band, and he was doing a song, and he wanted to do the song together, and then he just left mid 
mid song and <laughs> he so he went up with you to sing the song and then he left yep and he left you on stage <laughs> yeah. this is way Jeez. before comedy and so this is at my height of alcoholism and <laughs> i'm just drunk and up there like so you might have been doing two songs you didn't know you were just so wasted but the thing that drives me crazy about it is that I can I can also hear me not doing what I feel like I because uh, I'll sing in the yeah. car by myself and I'm like, dude, you're like matching pitch perfectly. <laughs> like it, it, you can't you can't hear any difference between your voice and the lead singer's voice. Like you, you are such an artist. No one knows it, but you are a ma- you have a magical <laughs> voice. <laughs> That's why I did Boys to Men. And I said into the microphone, I'm so sorry. I usually have much more passion in the car. I don't know what happened. <laughs> How often do you listen to Boys to Men in the car? Oh, I don't know. At least once a month. Probably just that song. I mean, it's so good. It's iconic. I'll make love to you. Like you want me to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it just re- it is pretty repetitive. You can't. And I look. So for you, since you're afraid. I went and I looked up tips, hoping Ooh. that maybe one day you would not be afraid of it. So, um, the awkward dorks guide. <laughs> oh, I'm glad you have to. You have to lay. Yeah. Oh, I was very specific in my search. Uh, no. <laughs> what searches could I could I identify <laughs> with? Yes. Oh, awkward dork. Uh, yeah, yeah. So totally. I looked up some searches to. Uh, try to make things easier and instead one of them is run a box so did you know that there are some private facilities like a lot of korean based places we have very good asian hubs and and just communities around here in dfw and one of the things that's come over is private boxes you can rent with your friends for karaoke and it's really neat because you can get bottle service you're completely alone uh with your friends in this room with a big screen and you just karaoke with the people that you trust the most so does that sound less intimidating if it's just like your closest friends sounds even more intimidating because it's the people it's the people like mallory davis (laughs) who are definitely (laughs) going to going to offer commentary afterwards Mm. who won't take video (laughs) who won't write jokes about it later (laughs) yeah just just won't bring it up at any point in time <laughs> you know we actually when i was a kid they used to have karaoke in the mall that you oh, would they would have no. you would make a music video like they would have the music video from mtv <laughs> and then you would sing the song and then they would make the video for you to take home and like because oh, no. my stepsister did it for her dad she sang a song or something and i was like hell to the no <laughs> they do that at six flags all these little kids are just lined up to sing in front of strangers frozen the same frozen song over and over and over from the top <laughs> let it go in the key of yeah. e the kid they oh do it in different keys God. i'm gonna do it f flat see i don't know either i don't know what c minor means mm-hmm. it's just fun to say like you like you <laughs> it makes it I should sound- do that just just for any random dj okay i'm gonna i'm gonna sing you know out tonight from rent <laughs> see i like how you're just low-key just putting out your that's all i can do is show tunes show tunes and boys to men i'll make love to you <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, I can do a couple Bruno Mars songs, but then it comes off weird because if you go there with a guy and you're singing um, Let's Get Married, they think that it's personally out for them. And it's like, no, this is just the song that embarrassed me the least. That happened at a private box. So that's one thing. Just with enough sake and sweet uh, red bean pastries, you might be able to. Uh, Another hint was don't go first or last. That makes sense. You just want to kind of jump right in the middle. Well, I don't know if you want go last sounds pretty nice because is no, it still a full everyone bar? Everyone else who's better than you has gone up. But at the end, I'm thinking everybody's gone. Like it's closing time. Like it's, all you're performing for is a bartender. Have you ever wanted to go last performing comedy? Do you think anyone's actually there or listening to you or is in like they're a right state of mind? They've either had too many gin and tonics or they're not there. But I'm not going. Which is the same thing. But I'm I'm not <laughs> looking for MGM or Columbia House to sign me to a record deal. No. Even if those if records even exist anymore. No, you don't want to make your friends wait for you, and then you just give some shitty performance. But like that's the thing is with <laughs> with karaoke, it's okay to give a shitty performance. So okay, so another one is sing songs that you know by heart. So that way, in your fear, if you're not looking at the screen, you at least kind of know, you know the words. But I also have a little bit of self-consciousness about my music selection. Uh-huh. Oh, I understand. And yeah. so it's like... It says a lot what someone chooses when they go up there. Like all of a sudden, the Smash Mouth thing goes on there. <laughs> really? This is what this guy's gonna... And it wouldn't be Smash Mouth. I would want to set the record uh-huh. straight right well, now. You, you did I know choose it. that example. I did that because it's such an extreme... Mm-hmm example of what i'm trying to portray but i would never choose smash mouth i don't have the vocal range for that i would choose probably social distortion Mm -hmm. if i chose anything like ball and chain but like the songs i like are so one-off that Mm. it's hard i can't imagine the karaoke person that has the songs that i sing to myself yeah same here like with the show tunes it's like show tunes or do you have taylor swift Um, and you have a friend that does karaoke too. Yeah, she, she does. And I've embarrassed her because she'll, (laughs) she'll announce me that this is my friend Mallory and then I do a shit poor job. But you know what? At least I'm not the sad one doing Johnny Cash again for the fifth night in a row. There are some people that really dedicate themselves. And I think that it's not unlike comedy. So I find it so interesting that you will go up there you think it's less scary to do something original? Yes. Like, when someone thinks it's bad, then they're basically judging you as a person. I think that's bad. Not just that mm-hmm. I think it's a bad rendition of Spice Girls. I think that you, Ryan Perio, as a person, your life and your experiences is not something I want to listen to. So, you, you know, there's so much vulnerability that comes in comedy, but you're afraid of singing... I'm afraid of karaoke, the, the, and yeah. it's like your friend's the host. You came with a, what you came with another friend's. Everyone's drunk. No one's really gonna know who you are, and you're afraid of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you pretty much, you pretty much summed it up. But... <laughs> oh man, I'm feeling like that was supposed to make you just rise up and go. You know what? I am ridiculous. <laughs> I know I'm ridiculous. You know, I don't, I don't need to rise up to know this is a ridiculous oh. fear to have. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, Hamilton. There's another show tune everyone's probably singing right now from quarantine. 
Yeah. It's out on Disney Plus. You know, when you're feeling on your knees, you got to rise up. Rise up. Okay. Um, <laughs> can you not sing? I don't know. You don't know. See, that's the thing, oh, too, I know. because I, I sing in the car. You've and it, never, like, found your favorite song on the radio and just tested yourself with the record button on your cell phone and listened to yourself, catwall, like, just, you know, that angry alley cat song into your phone <laughs> to see how well or how bad you sing a favorite Carrie, Katy Perry song? No. No? Me either. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you're just going to show me recording. <laughs> that was a really specific sample. Well, you know what? It wasn't me. It was just a friend I knew. Her name was Valerie, <laughs> not Mallory. Valerie Mavis. <laughs> that's what she got to do. You got to, that's the thing is like, I prepare for everything or try to, to the best of my abilities. But, um, Anyway, I, 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 yeah, I record and I try to see what songs I sing best because I feel like that will maybe make it better because I'm there to have fun, but I don't want to torture people. So I get your fear, but eventually you just got to do it, right? Your yeah. friend's hosting and you're there and you're drinking anyways. You might as well go up there because it's, it's a rush and you don't have to be up there the whole time. So you don't record. You don't practice, you, but you like singing songs. So if you just have enough passion, it will be easier, right? When you get up there on the stage. In theory, yes. <laughs> in, in theory, in theory, yes. If I, if I hear a song, I'm like, oh, I can do this, and then I just grab the mic and. But it's just like it feels like such a a torch to bear. Like, oh, mm. I've got to, I've got to honor this song the way it was meant to be. <sighs> perfectionism yes yeah perfectionism and the fact that like i said i've always been self-conscious about being made like i said it's gotten better with comedy mm -hmm. but growing up like it was mortifying to have people make fun of me yeah it would it would be something so i would not i would be risk averse as far as anything that potent, potentially could be embarrassing there are a few outliers that at comedy or not comedy sorry uh karaoke that really know how to sing and they're there kind of like for an ego boost but all in all everyone else there is afraid probably more so than comedy so you've been comedy 13 years and you've survived and you've never died over stage fear so like do you think that if you just give karaoke 13 years <laughs> that you'd be better I'm gonna start tomorrow and do 13 years of karaoke, and then we'll have a we'll have a re, uh, an episode. Where we come back to this because the podcast will still be going at that point, even though I'll probably be in a senior citizen's home at that point. Oh yeah, oh they love show tunes. I could really introduce you to some right now. Uh, I looked up "Afraid of Karaoke," okay, and. YouTube is the only thing that popped up. It just came up with suggestions of karaoke songs for people who aren't really sure. And uh, so... And what did you do with that information, Mallory? Did actually, you... Actually, I continued to drink that night and I was just singing. So you inspired you. me. I inspired you. Oh, I could do karaoke. Yeah, yeah. So I, I mean, that's what I do. I like, I research it. And so, so here, here are some songs for people who are scared of karaoke. I don't know. Maybe some of these will speak to you. Um, like a Prayer by Madonna. 
Boy, that spoke to a lot of people back mm-hmm. when it released. Shake it off, Taylor Swift. I feel like you just throw that one in there because of your fandom for Taylor no, Swift. No, actually, it was me just throwing it in there, and then it ended up being on the list anyways. <laughs> because there is no fear for, there's no word for fear of karaoke. All it is is in your head, maybe stage fright, which I don't know if that's a word, but uh, like an actual phobia. Mm-hmm. And then it just led to things like the awkward dorks guide. It led, to, it led to awkward dorks, which yeah. is people that are afraid of what karaoke are. And then just people trying to help you. So they know like you're afraid of it and they're trying to help you. So uh, there was also Party in the USA, Miley Cyrus, you know, it's just putting you in the position. The lyrics, you know, are relatable. Um, you know, you're out there with a dream and a cardigan. Uh, so I put cardigans. my hands up. They're playing my song and the butterflies fly away. Move my hips like yes. <laughs> just gonna do is... I would love, see, that'd be hilarious. This is you up there, Ryan Perio, 43, singing about moving my hips like, yeah, and your favorite Jay-Z song. Do you know this song? No. Oh, okay. It's good. You should listen to it. Okay. I'm sure I will after this podcast. Um, <laughs> I'm sure somebody will, will, will show me how great this song is. You should definitely ask what other people's favorite songs are, because that's what I consider is what do people want to hear from some person screeching into a microphone. And I try to sing um, something that the group can sing along with. So I'll go with like some Queen songs. Um, I, what was the last song I sang? I don't even know it that much. I just had heard it in Ella Enchanted. (laughs) Uh, Just the, all you need is, all you need is love. No, that wasn't it because that's the Beatles. But anyways, I sang a group song and it was supposed to be intended for people singing along. And there's not. OK, if you think your fear of karaoke is bad, imagine going up on the stage singing a song that's supposed to be intended for the crowd to join in. Nothing. Just no one. They sing nothing about love back to you. And you're just up there kind of holding your hand out into the space. See, now you're just making me, <laughs> now we're going backwards well, on this, <laughs> building me up. Maybe you could do it. Then okay, just well, think about going up there, singing your heart out and getting nothing back from my, the crowd. My point is, it could be worse. Uh, so songs like Sweet Caroline, Neil Diamond. Mm-hmm. You could even like let the crowd sing that song and then all you do is bop, bop, bop. You know, you're not yeah. sweet, Caroline. So then I'm not karaoke I'm just a trendsetter at that yeah, point. Yeah, that's the point. You just sing some words, you get everyone excited, and you feel good about yourself. Uh, the Way You Make Me Feel, Michael Jackson. I tested that one out last night. It's not as, not as mm-hmm. easy as it sounds, but Definitely at least not. it's passionate. Yeah, and just you throw up later in the back. Uh, Holla Back Girl, Gwen Stefani, Call Me Maybe, Carly Rae Jepsen. Well, they are very female forward in this karaoke well, game. Yeah. My name's Mallory. I like to sing Valerie by Amy Winehouse. Okay. Yeah. Is that one of your go-tos? Yeah. Of- well, people have sung it at me enough, so it's funny. Is that because you couldn't understand that you said Mallory at the bar? And yeah. they you said Valerie? So like, yep. you know what? I know just the song for you, girl. It annoys me because whenever they sing the song back to me, they don't say... Mallory, Mallory, they say Valerie still. <laughs> so my name is never correct. Oh, I thought they just heard, heard Valerie when you no. told them it was Mallory. Oh, and that's they... true. But then they get to know me and they know they're wrong, but they never correct anything. 
They they continue to call me Valerie or Malori. Which, if for anyone listening to this podcast, is Malori is the worst thing. I spell my I don't spell my name right. I was given it by birth. <laughs> it's spelled a little bit differently. It's a unique name. I like the name, but Jesus, I have been called everything wrong under the sun, and it's just it's really sad that your own name is wrong like you can't start that i'm i try to go up on stage on co- in comedy and then like malori like how belittling is that like this is someone so small so insignificant i can't even say their name right to be fair, your parents were very rich because apparently they bought a lot of vowels for your name. <laughs> hey, they spent all their money on your vowels for your name. No, they were just some horny 20-something-year-olds like everyone else's parents. Um, did they spell it with an I, horny with an I? They did. It's M-A-L-O-R-I. Yeah, but I'm That just is saying. a lot of vowels. You're right. But you know what? It's pretty. It's very pretty. Um. Okay, with comedy, when before you go up on stage, I think I've seen you just don't you listen to music to mm-hmm. pump you up yeah. and like get you in the right headspace? Yes, but I don't sing it. All right, well, part of me that's wants. That's why to. I wonder. Like, part don't of me just wants. Do that with karaoke, but like, yeah, you sang it worse, but it <laughs> got you there. How did you get to where you are? <laughs> I completely butchered a song by some forty-one. Smash yeah, fat lip. I would see that's the thing is if you just pick a song that really speaks to other people's youth, you've seen me like (laughs) we're having a serious conversation, but then some songs playing in the background, I interrupt whatever we're doing to then bob my head along. Yeah. Yeah. Just do that because like I said, I looked it up and your fear's not a thing, so you're just you're just a big weenie. You're just a big (laughs) man baby. Boy, <laughs> your bedside manner. Woo! Boy, I'm feeling better about myself already. The empathy mm-hmm. and... I'm going to try all sorts of tactics in this, you know, 20, 30 minutes that we have. Do you think you could be bribed to do karaoke? Is it it's, it's completely possible. off the table? I don't think it's completely off the table. I'm just afraid of it. Like, I think I could probably do it with enough alcohol and enough plying. But then you're sloppy. But I think I could do, I would do more physical, like I would be more of a lead singer type. Some more act outs if I would. Yeah. In the comedy, I if you want to make love to you. In the comedy game, yeah. I would definitely, <laughs> I would probably include dance routine or something like that to distract from the fact that I have maybe not the best voice. How many times have you done karaoke? I would say maybe two times. I would say, I know one for sure, but I can't remember if Drunk Me ever mm-hmm. got up on stage you know did karaoke another time <laughs> but the only one i remember is the one with Derek. uh-huh and did it just go terribly wrong like yeah. did it go terribly wrong both it times was terribly wrong because i was drunk and i couldn't remember the lyrics of said song and so it was like and then see that's why i and said then, you and gotta pick one and you then know. you're walking your partner so we like apparently broke up over creative differences in our karaoke <laughs> faux karaoke band <laughs> It's emotional. We had creative yeah, differences it. as every band does that breaks up. <laughs> so do you get nervous just going to karaoke? Like if I asked you to go to karaoke, will you still go to yeah, karaoke? I would it's definitely not a go. fear where you can't even be around no, it's it. It's right? just the fear of all of a sudden hearing my name called. Mm, what as, just... as somebody would probably is thinking about doing right now. I couldn't. No, her, no, whose name no, rhymes I'm not with, setting with any sort of Valerie. <laughs> 
<laughs> Valerie Mavis, what a bitch. <laughs> and so I could see somebody, you know, basically setting it up to where I'm just sitting there having a great time. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> can Ryan Perio come to the having stage? Having a great time Actually, not karaoke. since you talked about pronunciation, we'll go into my pronunciation? last. About, we'll go to my last name, which is like your first uh, name that people see the R's and the I's. Easy. and Perio. But people see E-R-R-I-O. Do they just like sometimes roll the R? No, they Radio. they they kind of accent the R's <laughs> like they, because there's two R's there. They all of a sudden think that both R's need to have no, the same. They're so it's both like equally Perio. Uh, oh, I see. And so they'll emphasize like neither R is capital, so you don't need to <laughs> emphasize them any more than what you see. And that was even in grade school. Maybe it was supposed to be originally. You know how we hack things up over the time. You I said would, it was supposed to be a, your never. French origin, but when I see Perio, I think Italian. Who knows? Who knows? The, we're I'm from my dad's side of the family is from like the southwest Louisiana, and no, like they didn't have that does say French then right yeah. there. Origins. And they didn't have birth certificates; they had baptismals. Oh my! God. So you don't really know the age of people you, and stuff like that. <laughs> We never, we really didn't know because my grandmother would be self-conscious about her age. So she would tell us different ages. Like she would say she was born in 1920 and we think she was born in 1918. But she won't, she would never come clean. Like one of her sisters threatened to tell us her real age. Well, she should have for posterity and all that. It was just a, it's a fun thing of. At a certain point, you're crepe paper. Okay. It doesn't matter anymore. But she was just self-conscious, and I don't, I don't know if that's just something Great Depression that I never understood, that if you were older in that time period, that maybe... It's funny. You'd think it would be a badge of honor back then. There's no Tinder or Facebook. Or... I just don't know what psychology-wise was mm. the idea of not telling somebody their true age. Well, maybe... Being female. Yeah. That's true. Being female, but I don't know if either one, thinking then her husband was it, oh, you lied to me? You know, oh, or, yeah. Once you keep it up, I've always thought of that. It's like, how can you lie about an age when yeah. you you're gonna eventually live with someone? You have your driver's license and your date. Well, of birth she never right drove. There. Well, yeah. Again, yeah. <laughs> My grandmother never got education past the fifth grade, and so mm. so she was very much kept to herself, very protective, a super hoarder. Like to the point that we couldn't even have people spray for insects because she was she didn't want people going through her things. That's the thing with fears. Like she's more afraid of her she birth date than how many yeah. you know piles of garbage she has in her house. I could have done off the top of my head. I could have at least done five episodes as a grandson that I recognized. <laughs> fear of having people go through your things. Mm. Fear of leaving the house. Fear of eating anything that somebody else cooked that you don't know. Fear of Having someone go, like, she had locks, she had keys and locks for everything. Oh, she's really keeping some stuff yeah. under wrap and hiding things. If she would have been fascinating. And it would have probably been the hardest interview I would have to do because she would just completely know. Well, you can still dive into that and make yeah. your own assumptions and talk to your family members. Yeah. Because that's, that's some undealt with baggage for sure. Well, it's also, like I said, fifth grade education made her whole life you know well, it's more, supported six I think kids emotional yeah. than fifth grade supported six kids for the most part mm. one was really old so like i said by the time they moved into the house that i go visit regularly mm-hmm. one was 18 and moved out of her own but 
for the most part, she raised five to six kids in this one house. This 18 one. years counts as raising a child, by the way. Yeah, it 18 does. years with a person is a yeah. long time. But living, the house is two, two bedrooms, but they made the dining room a third bedroom, and then they made the garage another bedroom. So basically... A lot of poor people grow up yeah. or like continue uh, having this fear of letting things go. Like, well, I'll never be able to replace it. I don't care if it's poorly made. I don't care if it's not working. It's just I can't let things go because I don't know if I'll have something to replace it. Just those who have lived through the Depression, you know, they'll save. No matter how tiny that piece of pie is, they're going to put it in their fridge and save it for later. No, nothing's left behind. So it could be that. But anyway, you're karaoke. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what else do you have? You know, I, oh, something. There's still more. Um, <laughs> something I thought that would be truly terrifying for you. Did you know that there's karaoke singles mixers? Yes. I'm sure. I knew that. I'm sure there is. <laughs> I'm sure there is. Yeah. Any kind of, there's all kinds of singles events that I'm probably, I don't want to be a part of. But you like really researched into? No, I didn't research into. I just saw, I just. You sound like you know of all the available single mixtures. I don't. I'm not not familiar, but it makes sense that they would have a karaoke mixer because actually Backdoor Comedy is in a karaoke bar on the other side that Um, do karaoke. mm -hmm. And they had a karaoke singles event. Oh, see, it sounds fun because singing is a really good like bond for people. It gives you a chance to sing things that you can't easily say in normal life. It's like, you know, escapism. It can be empowering. If I did a singles mixer of karaoke, it would just be All By Myself by Eric Carmen. Oh, I love that song. I sing it daily. Really. <laughs> that would be That would be the song. If my daughter had a way to describe me, she'd just sing that. Uh, I use it as a way to gain... Uh, sympathy when I don't deserve it but you know so I didn't convince you at all to just throw your fear to the side and start karaoke like okay let's pretend coronavirus doesn't exist and that bars were open and you know our friend was still hosting karaoke you're not gonna just go out there with me and sing light my candle from rent I don't know (laughs) That would be one that would be really hard because that would mean that I would have to really pay attention to the TV monitor since I don't know it. If you can do comedy, if you can, with everything you are, spin on your head or on a piece of cardboard in a public place, like, I just, I don't understand. Like, you've demonstrated all these things that take a lot more, uh, courage. lack of fear, courage. Yeah. <laughs> What's the opposite word of fear? Uh, you've done all these things that have taken a lot more courage. So if you can do that, you can sing. Um, maybe you can do uh, that one song. Was it called? Tequila. You know, from the Pee Wee Herman song? No, no, no. The song from uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Tequila. Yeah. See, that's our age difference going right there because Pee Wee's Big Adventure has that where he's at the bar no he was masturbating in theaters by the time i came around fair enough <laughs> when i was a kid he had a he there was they he does tequila at a motorcycle bar and they oh, oh that was what i was gonna suggest just you if you pick something so stupid and crazy you can't go wrong i once sang Katy perry waking up in vegas in a biker 
pool house bar place and they loved it they thought it was stupid they had never heard the song before so they don't know how it's supposed to be sung fair enough i don't know any of the names of the songs that you just named off what what you named something social distortion ball and chain yeah i don't know that it sounds like a marriage song right maybe it it could be i know some 41 Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. social distortion ball and chain it's usually a karaoke staple okay well it's just a song that's on the list i don't mean that everybody sings it it's not it's not journey don't stop believing or anything (sighs) yeah Yeah. and that that would be the bad choice yeah see there's things do's and don'ts there's the dangers i really think if you just did research (laughs) did research and you practice that you could be fine and if you had enough you know liquid courage you wouldn't even remember it but not too much because then you'll just be bad then that's like i said and that's what happened with me and derek is i was really trashed and then abandoned <sighs> that is the worst but the next time won't be so bad you know you can be around karaoke can i i've sung songs at you and you weren't afraid too much right correct <laughs> <laughs> see how easily it is you just you know mm-hmm. get a little drunk sit in your car and play some hamilton youtube songs all right, <laughs> that I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap. The, there, there's nothing I missed on heckling you about your fear of karaoke, right? There's nothing that you want to like. Anything else you want to say to try to change my mind that you shouldn't have this fear and that's fine. The no, things you do in your life, you is presented just a strong case, way scarier than this. Oh, I I wouldn't say present a strong case. Okay, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> yeah. You you brought research research the table oh, to say that I have a fear that doesn't really have a definition. I looked up song. I I I found that you don't have a definition. That's not a real thing. You're just a baby. I found that there are songs that you could sing to help you get in the mood. I found that there's a site uh, for awkward dorks like you to try to be better, be an audience member because there's other people that are scared. And I mean, I'll go with you. I'll make a fool of myself. I once flew my glasses off of myself while doing this. Do you know, like, how much commitment it takes to, like, whip your head up and down for out tonight (laughs) on rent? My glasses didn't stay on my head. They decided to fly off my face, and I continued. The the show must go on. Some poor guy, like, picked him up. He just put him on my bar stool while I continued singing about how fun I was and how I'm going out. So it could be worse. I just feel like singing a song now as I drive away from this. So I'm going to wrap that up with you. Uh, How can people uh, who are afraid of karaoke or just more interested in the other things you said about comedy uh, find you? They can find me on Instagram at Ryan Perio. Mm -hmm. Also Facebook and Twitter. You can look up my podcast, Some of All Fears. it's some this fear podcast, f- right? yes, the one that they're on. You can you can email me at g- somefearfans at gmail dot com. That's some f e a r fans at mm-hmm. gmail dot com, and just check it out. Check out some YouTube. It's at Ryan Perio as well, and you did are a fantastic. You, are you job going hosting. to post for the fans and the followers? Are you going to post like a video of you singing karaoke if you and can, why you're afraid of it? If you can, if you can get me there. We can do it. I can get you lots of places. Okay. <laughs> Maybe okay. after the pandemic, we can come back to this. Ah, you got the mic. You got the setup. Oh, you want me to just do one-on-one, one-to-one karaoke? 
we could get Chelsea to host. <laughs> that's a that's a very yeah. double edged sword. No, he's part of she's... a wine club, folks, and he's got a big screen and he's got mics. He's all set up. I think uh, I think we should include that a little bit later. Just why you're afraid of it, and then we'll understand. All right, they can find you lots of places. They may or may not see you sing or break dance, but hopefully the comedy part will come back because yeah. it's wonderful. It's worthwhile. Yeah. All right, thank you so much. Um, I've been rambling as Mallory interviewing Ryan Perio. <laughs> so that was me in a nutshell. I really do believe that my early fear of public ridicule has kind of fueled this fear of karaoke that I I just fear the imp- that I always want to make a good impression. It's weird that I can do comedy but not karaoke. That I can get in front of a stage and say my own things and be totally comfortable. But singing a song that other people wrote makes me super scared to be judged on. If you like what you hear, give us a rating on iTunes or Apple or wherever you listen to podcasts. I thank you for for those that listen and the reviews I've gotten so far. Today, I it's really weird because today is my birthday and I didn't plan it that way. I just planned when I started putting out like four episode four and five that I would be episode ten or twenty. When ten fell on Halloween, I put Danny because his fear of haunted houses was seemed accurate and so i was like okay well then we'll do episode 20 and so here we are with episode 20 and i didn't realize that the recording day i usually try to record the preamble and wrap up the day of and so today is january 3rd which is my birthday i'm 44 feels a little weird but it is what it is and i'm 44 years old having fun had a great weekend at Backdoor Comedy. Um, New Year's Eve was a blast. So were the second shows. I'm really getting strong um, with some of my newer material. And so I've gotten some new gifts. I got myself a rocket book as, a, as my friend Paul Varghese suggested. It's a really cool idea. It's a notebook you can actually write in, but then you can scan the pages into your Google Drive. And so I can put my joke ideas into Google Drive with a description rather than just one or two words in my phone and then having to unlock a mystery as to what I meant. I thank you guys for listening. Um, It's been a wild ride. I'm going to start getting some new interviews here this month. I'm going to start start up with the interviews again since I had so many. Um, I was just trying to get some of these out before I just kept having a humongous backlog of half a year i didn't want to tell people well it'll be out in about six months and so we'll have some new interviews here this month as well as next month and the month after that i'll try to do three or four a month just to kind of keep it going and kind of keep my stock my backlog respectable but not infinite again thank you guys for listening it's been a wonderful pleasure so far to do this I look forward to more fears and more time with you guys. Thanks for listening. And now some credits and thank yous for the people that make this show possible. 
Thanks to Barry Whitewater, who does my graphics and design for my comedy as well as my podcast. You can follow him on Instagram at bwhite2o. Get it, Whitewater. Also, a big thank you to Gunnar Olsen for my music. You can follow him on Instagram at gunbuns. That's G-U-N-B-U-N-S. You can also check out his website at gunnarolson.net. And you can check out his awesome EPs and some music he's got coming out. Real excited for him. If you want to follow me on social media, I am at Ryan Perio on all social media. That's R-Y-A-N-P-E-R-R-I-O. If you want to follow the show, I highly recommend it. Instagram and Twitter is at Some Fear Fans. Facebook group is Some of All Fears. If you, want to, if you have questions for the show or feedback, email me at somefearfans at gmail. If you want to be a guest on the show, also email me at somefearfans at gmail.com. We can make that happen. Please keep leaving reviews on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast platform you listen to. I, appreciate, I just appreciate seeing that people like what I'm putting out. So if you like what you hear, go ahead and leave a review. I appreciate all of you for listening. And next week... We'll have another guest with another fear. Thanks for listening to The Sum of All Fears. <laughs>